It's Sunday, and have we got a story for you. Welcome to Stories Unlimited with your host, Dave Casey, coming to you from uh, the North Shore of Chicago. We're about a 30-minute drive from here. In a little garage off Clark Street, there was a little event known as the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was, uh, you know, that was how I got to know Chicago as a child. And uh, so here we are. We just celebrated Valentine's Day yesterday or so. So I wanted to bring that up. Don, where are you at? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, the home of Roy Williams, the great basketball coach of the University of North Carolina. And uh, I want to go back. I, I guess you weren't there for the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I'm old, but, but not that old. But I believe uh, I believe that was the night Chicago died, wasn't it? Oh, oh, oh no. Come <laughs> on. The night Chicago died was when they arrested Al Capone, I believe. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was you know, I wasn't paying that much but, attention you know, to that song. The, but the facts are so wrong in that song as yeah. is I knew you would else. know that. Everything else is wrong with that song, including they don't even touch on a single factual statement in the whole I thing. guess I wasn't paying that much attention. I just know that it, it, it has been an earworm from it, year, it, for, for years and years, and it will be again tonight. Yes, I can, it, I can it, guarantee it, you when I close my eyes this evening, it's going to be in my head. Oh, it's good. Yeah, for sure. Now, now you were just in Phoenix, weren't you? I was there for, uh, for four nights visiting some friends and... Uh, a great, great time, and I, I was—I uh, thought of you uh, only briefly, uh, but uh, 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 we went to the Museum of Musical Instruments, which is a giant building. Many, many displays. Highly recommended. I was a little reticent about going. <laughs> you know, like you know how many. How many old French horns can you look at? And, really? Uh, and I had no idea there was even a museum, much less exactly. in Phoenix. There is, and it has to be somewhere, so it may as well be Phoenix. And uh, it has, uh, it, it, again, it's just gigantic, and it has every country in the world represented. Some represented in more than one display, but wow. at each display, you have a headset, and you walk around, and they have LED uh, uh, screens, and they have very short clips of the kinds of music wow. that uh, uh, that represent that. And then they have, you know, thousands of instruments from that and, you know, drums and, you know, sticks and nose flutes. And, you know, oh. it's, just, it's, it's, unbel- it, it really is unbelievable. It, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I definitely recommend it, but it I brought, could spend the reason, 20 minutes in the sax room. <laughs> well, they're, Yes, there there are a number of saxophones. That that's uh, that you're you're absolutely right. I I could even tell you that the man who invented the saxophone, his last name was Sax. Uh, oh uh, wow! Surprisingly, but uh, that's one of the many things I learned. But but I did think of you because there's actually a a Philadelphia station where they had who you'll know this. Who did Disco Inferno? Do you remember? Was it the uh, oh got the Tramps. Oh, and they're from Philadelphia, so they, they were, you know, that was part of one of the clips, but they had an entire corner dedicated to the Mummers. Wow, and my if, favorite topic. If loyal listeners will remember, we talked a little bit about the Mummers Parade, which which is one of the great oddities of the planet. Yes. And uh, they had a couple of mannequins wearing the uniforms, and they had video of these outrageous, you know, just... It's it's so obvious that they're inspired by the minstrel shows. So I you know that I guess I would say at least they weren't in blackface. Yeah, well, well, but they also had the harlequin outfits and the clown yeah. outfits, yeah. and then they yeah. wear these big feathers that where they're and they've got like a buffet table around their waist, and it's just insane. <laughs> it is insane, and there's a there are backgrounds that they move into where the camera, the TV cameras are, and all of a sudden they just. There's a makeshift stage, and it's it, it, this one particular band was wearing. I would say they were uh, a cross between uh, uh, the French Revolution, uh, uh, you know, late 18th century, and Sergeant Pepper's. Oh, I mean, they were they were these wild colors, and uh, I don't know. I you know, I mean, I'm sure maybe they 
I'm sure they look at the uh, Elks Club and go, who are those idiots? You know, oh, but... my God. <laughs> only, only, only in Philadelphia could such a... Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And it also had this one other thing, which... Watch this segue. Uh, in New Zealand, they had some... They showed a Maori wedding. Oh, okay. And it was, if you know the the Maori war chant, if you've ever seen... Uh, I think it's the All Blacks, the, the New Zealand uh, uh, rugby, rugby team. Yeah. And before each game, they do the war chant where they pound their chest and do this very choreographed dance. And this wedding was, you know, was, all the guys were in suit and ties and all the, you know, the bride was in white and the maids and matrons of honor. Uh, bridesmaids, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> all... all, all uh, you know, they had your regular bridesmaid, bridesmaid dresses, and they yeah. just at the reception they they broke into this thing, including the bride, and it wow. was unbelievable. It was really special, and the bride, bride was crying while she was doing it. You can actually find it on YouTube if you go to the music museum, uh, 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 museum of, of musical instruments, and just do a, a Maori uh, a, a wedding. Uh, it's, it's the, the full clip is there, so. Yeah, that, so anyway. that, that that Maori dance they do is is bizarre and frightening enough. Imagine a line of bridesmaids in their dresses doing it. That's just that's doubly frightening. It, it is. It it absolutely is. But you know, I mean, uh, when in Rome, you know, uh, when in Auckland or wherever this was, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so so uh, well, that's well, a, fa- is- a fascinating uh, museum. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And it's right up your alley. You would you would love it. There's, you know, obviously quite a bit of rock and roll, but there's jazz and blues and you know, there's a there's a North America room, there's a Latin American room, there's Africa, yeah. there's, you know, Europe. There, I mean it's just it's it's very special. It's very special. And and by the way, this week's episode is brought to you by the Museum of Music. There, there. <laughs> if, if only. If only. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, if we're going to do commercials, I got to put in a good word for uh, Chestnut Street Flowers here in uh, Winneka, who came through for me yesterday or on Valentine's Day and uh, did a wonderful, wonderful arrangement of peonies and white roses for my lovely bride. So hats off to them making me look good. And uh, I also happen to know that you sent uh, uh, flowers to your daughter as well on the East Coast, which I, uh, you're... uh... I, I was getting, getting it done Christmas. yesterday. I was taking I don't know care of business. for Christmas, but it's going to be good this year. Yeah, I was taking care of business this uh, Valentine's Day, uh, making up for 34 years of uh, you know, just sort of slacking <laughs> off. Yeah, well, congratulations. Well, I'm glad you finally got it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, speaking of uh, Valentine's Day and uh, flowers and all that, I think we decided we were going to talk about weddings and, and our, our own and, and, and others. And uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we've already talked about what they're like in New Zealand, but, uh, how did you, how did you meet your bride? I was a friend of a guy who went to Michigan state and apparently a lot of people one year, one night a year in the summer, this Michigan state alumni get together and as a big group, they take a bus or two to a Brewers game when the Brewers are going to play the Detroit Tigers. So the Michigan connection comes through and it's just a big fun time. They all get together and make a night of it. So I was invited to come along and I I get on the bus, but what, before I get on the bus, we gather at Marge's, a bar in Chicago. And I do see this beautiful woman walk in hair the color of cinnamon. I'm colorblind, but that's how I imagined it. I kind of related it to, wow, that's a good looking head of hair and a smile that lit up the room. And I was, I was like, whoa, very interested. But of course, too shy to do anything about it. I'm around all these people and I'm, you know, meeting them, lots of people all at once. And I get on the bus and then I'm with this guy who's uh, John Nichols. And he's, he's a, a lot more handsome than I am. So uh, being with him, these two girls come up to us, like almost right away and glom on to us. And I'm not complaining. Uh, they were fairly attractive. So 
they go with us up on the bus ride, and they sit next to us at the game, and we're talking to them. You know, probably about the third inning, John and I look at each other like, eh, no, this, uh, we somehow got to figure out how to extricate ourselves from this, these two women. But um, easier said than done. So we sort of just, just went along with it, but didn't show a great deal of interest trying to get them uninterested in us, which for me is easy. That's about the (laughs) the world. But at that point, I look over and I see this woman who I had spotted at Marge's in the bar. She's looking right at me and our eyes meet. And, you know, of course, being a bold male, I look away as fast as I can. Like, (laughs) oh, did you see that play at second base? And don't, don't do another thing about it. Get on the bus, heading home at the end of the game. It was a great game. Excellent, excellent. Uh, It actually went into extra innings. Paul Molitor and Alan Trammell, both future Hall of Famers, were just Mm -hmm. single-handedly just coming back. Every time one team fell behind, one of those guys would lead them back in. And it was just a great night of baseball. And I'm feeling pretty good. And I get on the bus, and John Nichols quickly falls asleep, probably as a way to help get rid of these two chicks that were hanging around with us. And I'm sitting there, and I think the women finally got the idea, and they quit paying attention to us. And I I go, well, I wonder what that girl's doing. And, you know, I don't see her on the bus. It's a big bus. And all of a sudden, I hear this clamor, and I look back, and this woman that I had spotted in the bar and made eye contact with during the game is reading the riot act to this guy. You're nothing but a mama's boy. Get your out of here. I'm so freaking tired of you. And she's just screaming at this guy like like they know each other for you know years, and she wanted that guy off the bus. I mean, she just wanted that guy out of her life. And I'm like, whoa. I don't need that kind of anger in my life. That's just, you know, no thank you. So I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to give her a second thought, even though I had been thinking about her a bunch on the bus ride home. And so I just like, I shake that out of my head. And a few, probably 20 minutes later, it's a long bus ride. Guy comes up, Paul, who uh, know, is a good friend of uh, John Nichols. And he looks at Nichols, who's asleep. And he looks at me and goes, there's a... Uh, there's some uh, girl, uh, women in the back of the bus who'd like to meet you. And I'm like, that never happens to me. I mean, you must mean Nichols. But no, he's asleep, so you must mean me. Okay. And I get up, and I walk back. And I he was a gentleman enough not to say any one of them right. was interested, but just there were some women who would like to talk. So I go back there thinking, what the heck? And lo and behold, there's two blondes and this cinnamon girl that I had spotted earlier that I've now looking at her again and looking at her beautiful eyes. I was like, forget everything that I just heard about a half hour ago. I'm going to talk to this girl or a woman. So we start talking and we're hitting it off and we're just, I mean, we were talking and talking and talking and to the point we get back to the uh, marges where, where the bar stopped and was going to let us all off Meanwhile, I later find out that uh, Tam, my future wife, is wondering, why am I paying attention to her when she's with these two attractive blondes? But that's, hey, I was way more interested in her than I was in the other two. So I'm talking with her. But of course, being the smooth operator I am, I, I can remember she said, my name's Tamara, as, as in camera. But do I get a last name? I don't think I did. Did I get a phone number? I know I didn't. And so then I realized that I just committed the biggest error of the evening. I'm like, right. whoa, that was stupid. And of course, I'm like, of course, that's that's my M.O. through life anyway. So then I now I have to find out who the heck this girl is. Or So I, I call around and nobody seems to know, you know, I don't, ah, it doesn't ring a bell. And she didn't, it ends up, she didn't go to Michigan state. So a lot of the people who uh-huh. were Michigan state people like me, she was a friend of a Michigan stater. So finally, um, I think what happened was 
I am at a party, a Kentucky Derby party, and Brooke Chapman, Brooke Carell, who was a host on here recently, uh-huh. um, she she knew this the woman who hosted the party, and she, she goes, wait a second, let me ask so-and-so. She knows everybody in town. So she asked, Tamara, yeah, so-and-so, okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. So I get a phone number from this huh. Jeannie Yoik, and I call, I call Tam. We have a great conversation over the phone. I ask her out on a date. No, I'm busy that night. Okay, all right, okay. Well, but, at least she didn't call you a mama's boy and hang out. Exactly, on. and read me out and say, don't ever call here again. <laughs> but I was encouraged because we did have like a 45-minute to an hour conversation. So I was like, you know, there's obviously something there. So I call her back. We go out for a second date. The next thing I know, that was, which I, I talk about that a little bit. We went to see Sugar Blue at Kingston Mines. Had a great time. And uh, so a few few months later, literally, a few months later, I asked her to marry me. Boom. A few yeah. months later. Wow. Yeah. How about yourself? Do, what was your, when? where did you well, meet your wife? This would be a study of contrast because it's pretty short and sweet. We went to high school together. Oh, wow. And we re-met at our 20-year reunion. And awesome. we, we, we think we were in one class together when we were in school. The ratio of girls to boys was one to five. So she could have her pick of the litter. Oh, right, because you went to the, the Culver, the military. Culver, exactly. And the girls' school had just started. So while while she she could have been going out with anybody she wanted to, uh, I think at one point it was the uh, the captain of the basketball team and, and uh, uh, you know, the tallest guy in, in the... In the school, I was out with my uh, with my buddies, uh, you know, bemoaning the fact that it was, you know, no, God forbid we ask anybody out. We'd rather complain about, you know, the, the five the five to one ratio. So uh, I went to that reunion and she was there and we shared uh, uh, the school is on a beautiful lake and uh, uh, classes uh, will we'll go in together on these giant uh, lake houses that sort of that would hold maybe a dozen people they're kind of that big and and uh yeah we just happened to share the same the same house and uh i, I you know i've always said that you know back then she ran with the fast crowd yeah. and she always and she always says i was a goody two shoes and 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 proving that point was uh uh i got up uh uh one morning uh early uh, uh on like the friday and uh she is sitting outside reading a book at the time she smoked, smoking, smoking a cigarette in a, in a, in a robe, you know, just kind of sitting out there. I've already got my jacket and tie on and I'm going to class to, you know, to, to mold the young minds and, and tell them what it's like to live in Los Angeles and, you know, oh, that, okay. that, you know, that kind of thing. But, but, but something kind of sparked, I, like I say, I, I think that was a study in, uh, in contrast and email had just started. Oh. And so that was basically kind of when that's how we 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 were uh, we were communicating. So that's that's really I mean we at least had that 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 thing in common. She was in New York and and uh, and uh, uh, and obviously I was I was in Los Angeles. So it was uh, it was definitely long distance for, uh, well, for quite a, a while. Yeah, that's quite a challenge. And you kept yeah. you kept the spark going, huh? Yes, exactly. So, so I'll tell my engagement story if you'll tell yours. You must be um, a hell of an email writer, is all I can say. <laughs> well, it was my, uh, you know, it was my uh, uh, a bit of my my chosen profession, I guess. But, but uh, uh, unlike you, the I, I wasn't a conversationalist. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was much much better on electronic paper. But uh, uh, so so two two or three months. That's how long you were you were. Yes, and I had no idea I was going to ask her to marry me at all. I didn't wake up thinking this is the day. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even entered in my mind. Uh, no, and and it's not the length of time where one of you know where she's pressuring you or you're pre- you know it's not. No, people not aren't going, hey, why aren't you married by now? Not at all. But but I did know that I you know had insanely strong feelings for. Her. 
and enjoyed every minute that I spent with her. That's what I did know. And it, it was um, December 10th, and I went over to her place. She lived with like three or four stewardesses or whatever, the flight attendants, I should yeah. say. Flight attendants. but And it was the perfect arrangement for her because they shared the rent, but being flight attendants, they were hardly ever around. And uh, they were just stationed out of Chicago. So um, I'm over there along with her, and we're watching um, one of the movies that I just love. It's A Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And it's a romantic tale. I'm we're enjoying. What's the, the what's the body count on that movie? Uh, body count? It's it's pretty low. <laughs> it's one of the few movies that I really watch over and over again that I think might have a zero body count. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I, there's I, a few punches thrown though, and one of them's a real yeah. haymaker. Yes, there are. And there's a car crash, but <laughs> and there's stories of the war, but that's it. Right. Um, but but we're watching the movie. It may even have just ended, and we're, we're talking. And it comes up that her lease is is about to run out, uh -oh. and she's and she's not sure where she's going to live. So I say, well, why don't we get a place together? And she wow. looks at me like, well, uh, no, no, that's like I'm not that kind of girl. And so I go, well, why don't we get married? There you go. The romance. I mean, my <laughs> Lord, no wonder I had to give her flowers to make up for that lack of romance. After 37 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After 34 years. But so I'm like, well, why don't we get married? It's like, I don't have a ring or anything, but hey, I'm just throwing it out there. And Literally. she goes, and she goes, well, have you asked my father? You know, very Southern, very wow. Southern. And I'm like, uh, no, I, I haven't. I hadn't met her father. I, in fact, we had gone down to Tulsa for Thanksgiving, and that just doubled my, you know, interest in her. Uh, sure. Enjoyed her family. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed the time we spent down there. So I was ready, and so I just it just blurted out, and there you have it. How about I, I? Oh, so I did call her dad that night and got the thumbs up. So that was good. Well, that's nice. That's, that's, yeah, well, good for you. That, and then that I, is, that's a, you know, you're, that's, I, I would call that a, a rather spontaneous event. Uh, it, and look it, how it turned out. Look how it turned out. I, I did go get a ring at some point. Right. Did, did, was there anybody that either one of you knew who said, whoa, whoa, wait, slow down here, guys? It, you know, how long have you known her? How long is, you know, how long have you known this guy? Actually, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm sure there might have been, but it's not like I was going to listen to them. <laughs> no, of course not. No, and they probably didn't have the guts to say to say it. I, I asked that because uh, when I first moved to L.A. in, in 1979, late 79, uh, I roomed with uh, a guy who went to high school with me, uh, 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 Mark, and he had a place, and, and I I slept in the dining room. We moved the dining room table up. <laughs> I don't even think he had one, and I, you know, I had, a, I, I must have had some kind of inflatable mattress or whatever. And uh, uh, I got there in uh, early November, and uh, then I went uh, uh, on Christmas vacation, you know, around uh, the the twenty seventh, or you know, I, it was actually before that, so like the twenty third, something like that. And uh, and uh, while I was away, when I came back, he uh, he said, I, "I've met someone, and we're engaged." Yeah. <laughs> he met he met the sister of uh, of a good friend of of, of his. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was the uh, the I think it was the he, she was the wife of, of a good friend of his, and uh, they instantly hit it off, fell in love. Uh, Mark was like twenty two, she was eighteen, she was from Georgia, she was just out visiting in Los Angeles. Wow. And and they got I don't I hope I, I I'm sure I have the dates a little wrong, but. Something to the effect of they met on December 23rd and they were married on January 23rd. Whoa. And, and the apartment building that we were living in, the manager and I actually did. Yeah. God, this is one of the great regrets of my life. I actually did sit him down and go, are you, are you sure? Wait, she, she, she seems great. We don't, we don't know her. She seems great. Yes. But this is, this is just so quick. I feel like they're, I have a responsibility to at least 
ask. Well, Dave, they've been married, well, what is that, 1980? Uh, you do the math. 44 years. Damn. Deeply in love, two great kids, a number of grandchildren. And I, I know every, every time I'm mentioned, if, it's, if I'm on the phone with them, or <clears throat> we, he and I see each other every year, we go down to Naples with another group of friends. And I just, I know it's like, I, at least in my own head, whether she actually does it or not, and, because she's very, she's very nice. But I, I imagine in my head, she's going, well, remind him that uh, he didn't think this was going to work. Or right, you know, right. ask him if he still thinks it's going to work. You know, I mean, yeah. I, it is. You know, if I'd, I'd like to think that I was the glue. You know, they were just going to show me. Exactly. It, there, I, yeah. I, I, think there was, I think there was more to it. Than you that. deserve full credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking yeah, at sure. looking back, eighteen sounds incredibly young to get married. It just you know, but people just but know. people did. I mean, they knew, like, you know, that's 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 just the thing. And I, you know, I yeah. if any if anybody was young, it was me. I think you know, I, I for me to even just like go, well, you know, she he really is thick. You know what? But, but and just like you said, if anyone had said that to you, would you have changed your mind? No, of course no, not. I, not I don't know what the purpose of that conversation was in the first place. I mean, exactly. And I it, was, you know. I was, I think I was in my late twenties, but I had the emotional maturity of a sixteen-year-old. But right. But I, I definitely stumbled into something good. So yeah, it, no, that's it great. reminds me every day I married up. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I don't know a guy who didn't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think I do. I, you know, it is, uh, yeah, me included. So now I will say, as soon as she said yes, my first thought was, oh hell, now I got to go get a blood test because I don't like blood tests. I don't like right. getting injected. But that's how in love I was. I I went and got myself a blood test, and it all worked out. And you went down and got married in 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 Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, we had a wedding in Tulsa, and you know we did a lot of the planning ourselves. Which uh, I don't know about you, but I've been to some crazy weddings. I don't, I don't have to go too far from the to, to think about some of the like three of my closest friends in high school had weddings that all had something a little crazy happen. <laughs> like what? I'll, I'll give you one, and then you give me one. Um, <laughs> I go. Steve Betts, great guy, one of the best. I've known, I knew him my whole life growing up. Uh, one of my very, very closest friends. He's gonna marry this girl, and I think it was in Long Island. It was somewhere outside of New York City. So we, I'm going to the wedding. I'm in the wedding, and everything's normal. But we go to the church, and this church is like huge. It is enormous and there's probably a decent sized wedding I'm, I'm sure there was 300 people or more in the church but the church was so big we looked like a bb in a shoebox. i mean it was just like it was, it was like why are they getting married in this huge church because you know what it looks like it looks like you know a baseball game where nobody attended and right it's but like a know, it's like a, a D three basketball game. Right? Yeah, it was a lovely Catholic service, and you know, but it just I, I spent the whole time just looking out at the crowd from my, uh, you know, position as uh, one of the uh, what are they, I don't even know what the groomsmen, and there's just nobody out there. It, there's just there's just rows and rows of nobody seated, and it, it was just crazy how 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 huge this church is. Then what happens? Of course, it's a Catholic wedding, so it was probably sunny and you know, just mild when it started. But by the time it's halfway through, it sounds like God Himself is trying to knock the roof out, and there's just these huge thunderclaps and rumbles of thunder and sheets of rain hitting the church. Surprise! The surprise! The uh, stained windows survived. We go outside. And it is raining sideways. The streets are almost flooded. You know, it's like the water is almost over the curb. Right. Lucky for me, I was in the wedding party, so we got to go in the big, long limousine. So I didn't have to drive or anything. But other people are scrambling for their cars. I'm sure by the time they got to their cars, they were soaked to the bone. Sure. 
And then we have to drive across town or across county. I don't, it, it was because the traffic was so bad, we had to avoid trees in the street that who knows, but by the time we get to wherever the wedding reception is, which was a long haul from the church, we're sitting there, the wedding party, even with even with only having to be outside for 30 seconds, I, everybody's still a little wet, and you're dripping, and nobody else is coming to the reception Uh-oh. because they can't physically get there. They're flooded out. I mean, and, and there's trees down, there's utility poles down. It's crazy. We're just waiting. And, and then finally, you know, like three people here, five people there. And it was, wow. It was, Symbolism. It how'd, was, how'd that marriage go, by the way? I think it went fine for a long, long time, but now they're divorced. But, uh, you know, they had two, you know, uh, I've never met them, but two great kids and... Uh, yeah. You know, I think it all worked out as good as most marriages do. But what it taught me was get married and have the reception in the same place. Right. So that weather is out of the equation. And and this happened before your wedding? Whoa, yeah, long before. This was, uh, they got married right out of college. Right. uh, Well, you know, I'll tell you my own. Because uh, there's just a a couple of things. A couple of things that were interesting. We got married in Manhattan because she was still working there. First of all, we got the uh, the license, and we were so excited. And we, you know, left City Hall, and we said, "Let's go celebrate. Let's have a drink at the the Oak Room at uh, at the Plaza." I think is that oh, right? Okay. Very nice, very fancy, and uh, and so we're sitting there, we're seated at the table, and you know, very much in love, and this is. It's a new beginning, very exciting. <laughs> We're looking at each other, and all of a sudden, smoke is rising between us. <laughs> and the marriage license caught on fire from the candle in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking speaking of symbolism, so you know, and we're off. Oh, uh, so that was the that God. was the opening salvo. You know what? The, the same high school, a number of friends from out of town, and because uh, 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 people were kind of from all over who went to the school, and had one buddy who uh, who was divorced, and he uh, lived in the Chicago area. He brought uh, his date. By this time, we're we're forty or just under forty, maybe thirty nine. So this guy, I'll just say, <laughs> Dave. I'll say his name, Dave. Uh, uh, is, is 39 and he he shows up at the wedding uh, plus one of course uh, yeah. with, with this very young girl uh, uh, 18 maybe 19 yeah and uh, and so we uh, I see him we meet and uh, uh, it's the day before the wedding and he's staying in the same hotel that, that I'm staying in uh, and and uh, so we're talking and she steps out of the lobby for a minute, and I go, "Dave, where did, where did you meet Kathy?" And he said, uh, "Oh, she's a stripper at a at a club that I go to." Oh, I thought you were going to say it was his daughter. No, he brought a stripper that he met, and you know, listen, everyone has to have a profession. I, I you know, I, I'm there's nothing wrong with that. I, I she had to make a living. Uh, she did wear her prom dress. Uh, to to the ceremony, to the ceremony, and and uh, of course she was you know the talk of of of, of, of the wedding uh, once word you know got around. Well, at and, least she didn't wear a work outfit. <laughs> well, she, she that's true. Uh, although I will say uh, 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 we did go up to Dave's room the night before the wedding, uh, a couple of buddies and and I, and uh, and uh, he just said, you know, come on up, we'll have a beer and you know chat. You know, I'm not having a bachelor party. Everybody's out of town, and I didn't really want one anyway. Yeah. So it's like, hey, where's Kathy's? Oh, she's in the bathroom. So, you know, we sit down, and we start talking, and just in the middle of the conversation, <clears throat> I think there's like four of us, she steps out of the bathroom. She has a robe on, except it's somehow she's tied it so that her arms aren't in the sleeves, and it's just basically tied around her waist. She's oh. topless. Oh, and she's got like you know the hotel lotion. Uh, you know she's kind of rubbing yeah. her elbows, and, and I mean, you know, I look over there and it's like, 
I guess I'm having a bachelor party after all. Hey, no kidding. That was, that was the so that was the extent of that, by the way. Nothing else, nothing untoward happened, but it was just the just the way she just kind of walked out as if yeah. she as if she was just okay. I'm ready to go to the restaurant, uh, and then the 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 capper of of, of the whole weekend was uh, uh, she caught the wedding bouquet. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> And, was, and she only it, broke two other women's faces to get to it. Exactly. I'm telling you, I wish, I, I don't think there's a picture of it, but I remember <laughs> looking and she dove. It was like Bobby Orr. Oh. Uh, you know that great shot of him? Yes, when he scores the flying, goal. Flying across the ice. That was, and she got it, you know, to, to her credit. She, she not that. Now, I can't tell you the ending of that specific story. I don't know what happened to her. I, I never asked Dave, uh, uh, Hopefully that bouquet brought her a lot of luck and, and, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, and the only other thing I remember that, you know, wedding goes by, so, you know, it's wedding's just about for everybody else. It's a, you're, you know, you're the bigger, the wedding, especially, I think, uh, you know, there's just how many conversations can you remember and who was there? And, yeah. you know, years later I go, Oh yeah, that's right. You were the, you, you were there. Cause we didn't video anything. We, we yes, didn't yes. have the presence of mind. We kind of wish we had, but, uh, but I do remember we had a friend who had a connection at the Carlisle hotel. Nice. Yeah. And we had the bridal suite for the Carlisle hotel. And we, we left the wedding early as, you know, bride and groom do. And uh, we walked into the lobby and we didn't have a key. I think, you know, I had been using the room. Karen got dressed at, at the club we where we had the reception uh, or, or at the church, I guess. But uh, I had locked uh, uh, the key back in the room, of course, absent-minded and a million other things in my mind. And so we had to go up to the front desk. So we go into the front desk, Carlisle Hotel, we're waiting. There's already somebody at the check-in desk. And I, I can tell from behind, and then I can hear his voice, it's Rob Reiner. Oh, wow. It's Meathead. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I'm just, you know, kind of waiting. We're exhausted. And, you know, I'm not, not going to go, hey, Rob Reiner, you know. Yeah. But the thing that, that <sighs> he's a great director, very funny. You know, he knows so many great comedians. He grew up with Albert Brooks, my favorite. And he just had, he has this great documentary on Albert Brooks now, by the way. But, but I'll never forget, he finishes up with the receptionist. He turns around, he looks at us, and this goes, excuse me. And he walks around us. And I, I for some reason, it just, it really, I was like, if, you, if that were you, and you turned around and saw a woman in a wedding gown and a man in a tuxedo, wouldn't you at least go, oh, hey, you know, yeah, or, congratulations, or... Yeah, oh, look exactly. at you guys. You know, son. No, excuse me. Just walks up. Like he sees a bride and groom in the lobby of a hotel every day. And maybe he does. I don't know. But but it is it is always anytime we're, you know, watching TV. Oh, God, there's Rob Reiner. <laughs> oh, shut up. That narcissistic <laughs> clown. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I, when we were thinking about like, you know, well, how many weddings have I been to? I, I'm doing something wrong. I, I'm not getting invited to a lot of weddings. I, I, or at least if I am there. Or they're, something right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe, yeah, maybe so. So why, why are you, have you been to other disasters? Oh my God. Are you kidding? Just my three best friends growing up. I covered bets. Here's Glenn Orr. Uh, Glenn Orr. I was set when I got to kindergarten. I was wearing like whatever clothes I had been playing cowboys and Indians, you know, you know, we, we had the, uh, I think we had the afternoon session and it was a half day. I walk in and I see these two kids dressed in clean starched white shirts sitting next to each other. And I thought, what kind of pansies are these? <laughs> well, of course the teacher takes me and sits me down right next to him. And I'm like, oh, my God, who are these kids? Well, by the end of the day, I went over their house after school, ended up being lifelong friends with them. And it's the last time I ever saw either one in a starched white shirt until their wedding day. Until their that's, wedding day. That's funny. So so Glenn Orr gets married. Uh, 
Oh my god, we had a bachelor party to that was just outrageous. It was just insane. I remember getting in a fight with somebody at the this at a, at a strip club. All my friends had to protect me as they rushed me out of the place before I got my you know, before they brought the bouncers in to just, to just decapitate me. But I was I was getting drunk and disorderly and we just had, and that was just like the first stop. <laughs> so we had this amazing bachelor party. At, and I think Glenn was actually living with this woman, you know, when they got married to the point where he got in like two hours before the wedding was supposed to start. And so she was not happy at all. And I don't think she has still ever forgiven any of us for for doing that. And I think that was a great case of why do they have bachelor parties the night before weddings, which was right. older tradition. I don't think anybody does that anymore. Right. Uh, you know, now they have these extravagant bachelor party weekends, like a yep. month before the wedding, but yep. this was a, 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 a ill-timed uh, night of drunkenness and debauchery. And, but then the topper, his wife is already seething with rage the wedding commences and i don't know who did it but somebody took a page from an old prank and i don't even know what the words were but they painted words on the bottom of glenn oh, shoes. yeah because it was a ceremony where they had to kneel and <laughs> it said i don't know like help me yeah help me yeah exactly I don't know what it was anymore, but I remember, I remember, and I don't even think I had a view of the shoes when I was, you know, in, I think I was probably in the wedding, but my God, it was, it, it threw Kate into a state of rage such that at the, uh, reception, which they held in their backyard, all she was doing was hanging out with her girlfriends, drinking like there was none of the there was none of the everybody at the table celebrating together and joy. Right. Well, I'm sure she was trying to find out who did it too. Right. Oh, I mean that, it was that. it was the craziest reception. Now, fortunately, they had many children. As far as I know, they're still married. They're both terrific people, and it all worked yeah. out just fine. And to this day, he checks the soles of his shoes every time he puts them on. I, he better. I'll tell you what. It was a yeah, few you said times that thing was, about Go ahead. And it was probably one of the few times he actually wore hard shoes in his life. So I'm sure he never thought of checking the soles right before the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh well, yeah, it's funny you mentioned the thing about about the, the bachelor party and the weekend thing. Uh, one of the things that came up when we were in Phoenix is, I guess Phoenix, Scottsdale in particular, which is where our friends live, there's an old town there, and there's all these you know resorts, Camelback Inn, Boulders is up in Carefree. I mean, they're all all these nice you know spa. The merit is there's you know, so you can have a spa weekend, and they okay. say every weekend of the year. There are dozens of these buses, these mini, you know, mini buses with in typically their their bridesmaids. So usually they're they're groomsmen parties, too. But for the most part, it's like, you know, the, a, a weekend of beauty and getting shit faced in you know, whatever Mexican, you know, cantina there is. And they say, and they say you know, there's certain nights where you, you're just like you can't get into a place or if you do. It's just like incredibly raucous, and you look up and go, "What? You know, what? Is, what is? Are the are the Shriners in town? Oh no, no, it's a it's a bridesmaids party. It's you know, it's it's, it's worse. So I mean that that and the uh, you know things have certainly changed. I I, I, I think uh, uh, the other thing is the choreographed dances at weddings. Have you seen those? Have you been to one where they've had them? No. Where they, where, where, well, I know that in Philadelphia they do that thing, you know, doing the who, you know, the hokey pokey. Well, no, this is more during the ceremony, like uh, in like a Greek sort of, you know. When, when they, they, no, they, no, they, this is just when they come down the aisle. Uh, all the bridesmaids so suddenly they're coming halfway down, and the bridesmaids and their escort, the grooms, the groomsmen, uh, the the music changes, 
and they begin a, a choreographed dance down oh, the aisle. Wow. Or, or, or it can happen. It can happen at the reception. Yes, I've seen videos of those. Yeah. It, oh yeah, exactly. If you if you haven't, I, I just go to YouTube and you can't help but you know but but bump into. To, yeah, but to never Tanner. live. I've never been at a wedding where that broke out. No, I, I saw it once when they came down the aisle that way. There, there's this great comic. I don't know if you know uh, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, who's very funny, very Italian uh, uh, stand up. Who talks about about these choreographed groomsmen? He said. Uh, he said, "I can't." I, so I got married five years ago. I couldn't get my groomsmen to get their tuxedos, let alone come to my house and rehearse. No kidding. <laughs> so that I mean, the, and then the next thing is to me is I mean, there are people who spend a lot of money on these things who who, who really don't have it, and be better off like. Let's let's put let's put ten percent down on a house. Instead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's. It is so expensive now. Yes, and and yeah, I I agree. It's it's kind of a a nutty thing, and because you never know what can happen. I am now going to tell the third story of the kid I grew up with. This was the other kid who was in a starched white shirt in kindergarten. Eric Cruz, his wedding. He, get, he has an uncle that, that we spent a lot of time at his uncle's house when we were in, like, uh, college years, when you're home from college. He right. had this gorgeous home, modern, big home on a big lake. He was kind of a, you know, you know just a, a righteous guy who always had good dope, and he was, you know, just a... You know, and he was, I don't think he had any kids and his wife was actually a girlfriend. So, you know, he was very laid back and we were welcome to come party there anytime. And he had this beautiful home on this fairly good sized lake with these big rocky boulders, you know, and he didn't really have a beach as much as these big rocky boulders. So Eric Cruz asked him if he can get married at that house. And, you know, we all thought that was a brilliant idea. It's it just a perfect spot for a wedding so he gets married and he, they have this ceremony out on the big boulders so there's not really a church or you know it's there's everybody's just kind of standing around the boulders and the close family they're all sitting standing where the boulders are and uh, out on the uh, overlooking the lake so they're into the service and they're just about to get to the wedding vows and it's kind of a warm day, warm afternoon, and it's been kind of a long service up till now. And her grandfather, the bride's grandfather, crumbles and falls and hits his head on the rocks. And I mean, he hit it hard. And the, the whole place, just as one, was like, oh my God. And he doesn't get up. He's barely moving. And they have to interrupt the vows. Wow. Wow. The vows are interrupted. An ambulance is called and they're waiting and everybody's, you know, making, you know, give them room, you know, do, you know, do this. Do that. It's all about this guy, the fallen soldier. And, you know, forget the wedding. We got to take care of this guy. So, it takes a while for an ambulance to get there. So, if you live in Medford, New Jersey, I wouldn't advise falling and getting injured in Medford, yeah. New Jersey. Takes a while for the ambulance to get there. They pack him in the ambulance. He doesn't seem to be moving. And they drive off. Everybody is aghast, is talking about what was that? That was horrible. Oh my God, can you imagine? Uh, and then, oh, by the way, let's finish the vows. Okay. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we're here. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember. So then they regather on the rocks. Nobody's thinking about the wedding. Everybody's thinking, can you believe what just happened? Uh, I do. Okay. Now we go. Everybody goes to sit down to eat. And all. By, by the way, I'm sure for a second, sorry to interrupt, but the in sickness and in health, uh, what, what that must have had a new meaning. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> and talk about getting off to a rocky start. Holy so, cow. So everybody sits down. Does anybody, oh, the bride looked lovely. No. Did you see the blood coming out of that guy's ear? 
it was all we were talking about was the fallen grandfather. Was it a you grandfather? Know. Was it a great uncle? I don't know. Yeah, man. How dare how dare that old man do that? I don't think we'll ever see him again. Yeah, well, that was just crazy. And you know, blah, blah, blah. Then word somehow, as word does, starts spreading. Uh oh. He passed away. Oh my god. So oh. can we get any lower? Oh. Can it get any more gruesome on your wedding day? Oh, oh. oh my God. Oh, by the way, we're going to throw a bouquet. Who wants to catch it? Okay. <laughs> oh. you, thought the, you thought the sideways rain and thunderstorm oh, was bad. <laughs> this was the, this is, I, I saved this one for last because it, oh. it was the downer of all weddings. And I will say it was the beginning of a very rocky uh <laughs> marriage oh yeah well that 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 tops my uh my fainting at the at the wedding story uh uh my father-in-law had just had two knees replaced oh okay and during the at the very end of the rehearsal dinner the night before he passed out Cause he was on medications. He wasn't drinking, but yeah. he just, he, he, you know, just, and it had been a long day. And, and of course it's, it's, you know, the people are still like engaged and talking and this is great. And then all of a sudden he collapses and we're just kind of oh. in come the EMTs and, you know, the, you walk out in the streets of Manhattan and there's the, there's the ambulance and they bring the, you know, he, and he was fine. He was at the wedding the next day. So they, it ended a little better. Well, but, that's, but, yeah, that's a much but, better ending. Well, you know, it's an event that's ripe for, for either drama or humor or that whole thing about painting the shoes. And, you know, I think in our parents' day, that was really kind of expected, you know, that tying the tin cans to the bumper, right. uh, riding, you, you, you don't see a lot. When I was a kid, I remember you every once in a while, especially in June, you'd be on the road and you'd pass a car yes. that they'd written in white shoe polish, you know, now she's got them, you know, <laughs> that, that, that kind of, that kind of thing. You don't streamers, really, streamers. Exactly. Yeah. You don't Never, see that. Yeah. That's a great point. Once in a while you see it. Once I don't think I've while. seen it in over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. I think, I, I think I saw one once, but it, it, it is just kind of, it, it, it is a uh, that that's that dinosaur has uh, has left the station. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. In the in the spring and summer, I can remember seeing that once a month. You know. Yeah. Here in yeah. The summer exactly. Month. And uh, now, yeah, man, not in over a decade. Couldn't even tell you the last place I saw that happen. That, yeah, that is crazy. Now, have you ever been to a destination wedding? You know, I haven't. I really, I don't, I don't, I'm, well, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. And yeah, I think I, there's I, a lot I, more of those going on. Oh, yeah, I think so. Which, which again, is, is it, it, it makes assumptions, you know. Uh, I guess the assumption is, well, if they, if they can't come, they'll at least send us a gift. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is, you know, because, I, you know, there's a lot of, again, a lot of people just, you know, can't, but, but also, I don't know. You know, I know there are weddings where they fly everybody out and they put everybody up in this resort. You know what the bill is on that. Yeah. But you know, my my nephew, the the baseball coach at uh, at Charlotte University, of Charlotte, and uh, uh, the head head baseball coach is is marrying the head softball coach. It's a match made in heaven, and uh, she's awesome. And uh, they're just starting the season. They're getting married in November. And, you know, they're going through now, like where to, you can't find a venue for, you know, just, just getting the room for less than $5,000. That's just, a, that's just the room. Now, how many people are you having? What, you know, yep. you know will there be shrimp? You know, there's, <laughs> there, it is, and of course my, you know, jokingly, I, I said, well, you yeah, know, this is a wedding main for like, you know, home plate where, uh, you know, the girls on the softball team and the boys on the, the baseball team are standing there with with their they, bats, you know, uh, at a at a forty five degree angle, and in Cooperstown, New York. And apparently, apparently they they're a little more romantic than that. I, I guess they 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 can't uh, they can't relate to my uh, my schmaltzy uh, you know nineteen thirties Hollywood movie. Uh, uh, the reception version. home home run pizza for everybody. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody gets a free miniature batting helmet. <laughs> you know, the dessert is served in a little yeah, batting. At the helmet. local Seven Eleven, the Slurpee with <laughs> a Cubs hat. Uh, I should really be a wedding planner. You, you know, should that, no. You know what you need to do is you need to type out this whole wedding plan for them <laughs> and say, "Look, I, you know, I couldn't help myself." Yeah, here, here it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they, I think they probably had enough of my shenanigans as it is. I, you know. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> is there, <laughs> I I already think they maybe hesitated to get married because they're afraid of what I might say at the re, at the reception for my toast. Oh so, man, uh, you know, <laughs> it is yeah. I don't know. So it's it's a uh, uh, again going back to that. I still think about that shoes thing. It you know it, it's it's the most important day, at least when it happens. Yes, yes. In, in in a bride's life, certainly. I mean that you know you can. Not to be too stereotypical, but you know the the groom may you know may you know I mean I, I my my first marriage I I, I got married during the uh, the uh, during March Madness so oh, I wasn't thinking that every every anniversary I would be I would be <laughs> I would be missing the you know the regionals uh, uh, yeah no 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 never I would wasn't never pl- wasn't planning ahead but uh, uh, but um, I, you know you can't you can't you can't do anything to spoil that that special day uh uh grandfather dying uh, on the rocks uh, uh aside yeah because that's <laughs> spontaneous that's spontaneity right there how dare you know just the, how rude of that guy <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't wait another hour no, no he had to drop dead right then oh god <laughs> it was too much yeah and, and i think there was also speculation instead of speculation about anything else about the marriage the honeymoon yeah. every do you think he died like, like before he hit the rocks <laughs> or do you think he when he hit the rocks that's what yeah. killed him you know, yeah. i want to know like did, did, did the videographer get it <laughs> It's like you know, I, when you know he was he was changing cassettes. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there is a wedding film that will never be watched. Oh, I mean, oh, most wedding awful. videos are probably never ever watched after a week yeah. after it happened. No, no, sure. that's true. Un- unless something like uh, in between yeah. nothing and the guy dying. You know, yeah. you'll see uh, a lot of the uh, what was that America's Funniest Videos, or which are which usually aren't that funny, but right. by the way, but it'll always be like like the couple dancing and spinning and 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 falling off the stage or yes. you know the, you know the, the drunk brother-in-law making the toast or, or the stage you know. collapses <laughs> exactly. as long as nobody was hurt right yeah this yes. thing's going to be a locked away with the zabruder film <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly now you've got a wedding coming up yeah how's yeah, that going my son my son is uh, uh about to be married this fall. He's going to go to, uh, I don't know that you'd call it a destination wedding because her family lives there, but it's uh, Mystic, Connecticut, famous Mm, for the pizza movie. Yeah, sure. Great little community. Yeah, very, you know, it looks like a Hallmark film. Neat. And in fact, I think they filmed a Hallmark movie there, you know, recently. Probably uh, so. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be nice, something to look forward to. And the good news there is, uh, uh, you are uh, only responsible only uh, uh, for the rehearsal dinner. That that's the uh, yeah. Now it's called like a welcome party. That it's not even the you know the rehearsal dinner. At least when I got married was yeah. Everybody in the wedding, the immediate right. families, right, and, and uh, some out of town guests, some people who right. made a special effort to get there. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Now it's uh, just <laughs> sounds expensive. Now it's everybody's invited, and what? Yeah, it's going to be a. It'll probably cost as much as the wedding. Who knows? You got to put your foot down and, and talk about traditions and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you them. know who everybody listens to in my family. <laughs> well, it's good old you know, dad. Good terror. old dad. I I mean I rule with an iron fist. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's already been a, a movie and a remake of that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good luck. You're about to live it. That, that, yeah. Only it's with a son instead of a daughter. True. Yeah. True enough. That you're awesome, you're awesome. even you're even more uh, uh, inconsequential. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as inconsequential as you can get. Exactly. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. No. Exactly. You just sit there, shut up, write a check, and. Uh, <laughs> 
know, it's it's fine. It's all good. So it is very exciting for Connor. That that's, no, that's awesome. And, and for his uh, for his intended, I believe that's that's, yes, that's he what and they Adam say. Are, I'm sure over the moon. Um, Great. You know, we we still owe him some addresses. Oh yes, yeah, that's true. That yeah, you do have to do that. That's true. Well, you know, it's it's uh, very exciting. Very very yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, and, have, uh, we, have we uh, have we wasted another hour of people's I think lives? I, I think everybody is ready to go home and get back <laughs> to their lives. But thank you all. Happy Valentine's. Greetings to all our listeners. Thank you so much for spending time with us as we uh, look back on the, you know, and we're, we're two such romantics. I mean, my God, you know, <laughs> who could listen sweet. to this and figure yeah. out how to make the love of their life just sparkle? It was a big day. Uh, it was a big day in the grocery store this morning. They were taking all the all the candy out and, and replacing it, replacing it with uh, with green stuff. I guess that's the next. Uh, oh yeah, we'll have to. Oh, I can't wait till we do our St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah, what they're doing is they're taking all the candy and reboxing it. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Or, or we're just reshaping it. You know, it's no longer a heart now. It's, you, uh, it's... you put four hearts together and you got a four leaf clover. Beautiful. <laughs> Ah, wow. That, that is the mind of an advertising man right there. But that was brilliant. That was absolutely bright. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And, uh... Well, we've come to another storybook ending. Thanks for stopping by the Stories Unlimited podcast. That's Stories UNLTD. Hey, we'd appreciate you following us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And you can always email us at storiesunltd at gmail.com.